0: Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, everybody, what's up? It's Tellus here, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on April 19th, 2016. And while I adjust my mic, make sure it's okay. And the quote for this episode goes like this. Entrepreneurs are simply those who understand that there, are little, that there is little difference between obstacle and opportunity and are able to turn both to their advantage. Again, entrepreneurs are simply those who understand that there is little difference, difference between obstacle and opportunity and are able to turn both to their advantage. And that's by Machiavelli so i uh i use flipboard a lot for you know that that's pretty much my main source uh flipboard and and just the front page of msn usually I, I check msn you know right before i check my hotmail or something like that but i usually don't um subscribe to like new services per se but i i do have a flipboard account and that's why i get a lot of the content for this podcast and that's what that's my biggest source for like doing doing the doing as much as i want to of keeping keeping um tuned to certain topics and so one of the topics i follow is entrepreneurship and so this morning when i was just going you know just looking at what's new and um I was looking in, in the entrepreneurship uh, tag that I follow and it seems like everything that can, comes up is about some sort of startup, like like tech startup. Y- you know, it's like, um, or, or some sort of something about like a Y Combinator or venture capitalist or something like that. Given the impression that entrepreneurship is only when you're starting something up, like is is only when you're 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 create like you're a serial startupper or you're a serial entrepreneur, um, and, and it is net not just on you know Flipboard is just pretty much an ag- aggregator, so it's just pulling the stories from wherever, and um, but that's usually the consensus. That's that's the consensus of of a lot of people that. You know, you know. Say, say you're a painter. If you're a painter, and someone asks you, "What do you do?" and then you say, "You, you say I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur," and then, and then you know they, they want more details and they ask you, "Well, what, what is it exactly that you do?" and you say, "Well, I'm a, I'm a painter. I'm an artist." I guarantee you, they they're gonna look baffled because a, a lot of people don't equate the two. When in all actuality. If you are a full-time, not even if you're a full-time, but if if you're an artist and your goal is to profit from your art in whatever way, you know, it does, whatever way you see fit, um, in whatever kind of artist you are, whatever kind of creator, even if you just have a have crafts on on Etsy, um, and even if it's just like a little side income, yeah, it may be a hobby that you make money from, but it still puts you in the category of being an entrepreneur because you're taking advantage of an opportunity and I guarantee you there are some obstacles that you encounter when you are, are trying to profit from what, whatever creativity it is that you do. You get what I'm saying? so. And I think a lot of times, even as creatives, we don't see it like that. We we don't we don't see what we do as you know we're we are entrepreneurs. Even if you have a, a a day job, a nine to five, and you do your art on the side, if it's for like your ultimate goal in the long run is is to profit in a certain way from your from your. Um, from your creativity from your art even if it's even if you're not playing even if you're not wanting to do it to re, to entirely replace your main source of income if it's not in in uh in your art you know so even if you have even if it's not creative even if you have an ebay store and, and you are um and you have a, you know, like a side job and you do, you, you buy and resell vintage stuff or collectibles, that's entre- entrepreneurship. Any time that you are doing something outside of the regular nine to five, outside of the regular um, employee, that's, you, you, that's entrepreneurship. It, it doesn't mean you're, you're starting a business. You know, when when I was when I was a um, before I became my own broker, when I was actually, it's not even used that it's not even used that example. When I sold cars, when I was a car salesman, it, it does, you, that's an entre, you're an entrepreneur doing that. You know, uh, I guess I guess it cha- it's changing now. It's changing a little bit now on on a lot of different fronts as far as the sale the the way sales are done now it used to be pretty much 100 commission Uh, car sales insurance sales even real estate sales but now uh, a matter of fact the guy that sold my wife um her car he didn't make any commission at all but still he was an entrepreneur you know why because he was given uh, pretty much sold reign over in over uh, bringing in his his own clientele through through the internet and he made bonuses from the clients that he brought in. And he, he still made a commission although he was getting you know a regular salary, a regular check And actually to me that's <laughs> that's scarier than just being fully commissioned because now it's like, you're, you're like playing both, you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're like a, 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 a independent contractor, but they're paying you so the stakes are, are that much higher. But my point is, um, you know, once you start looking at that, looking at yourself, looking at what you do the same way, oh man, this traffic. <sighs> um, when you start looking at yourself as a business and as an entrepreneur, and start uh, going about your creativity in that manner, and, and just adding that layer to it. I think you'll get a lot more done. I know once I started doing that, I, I started to get a lot more done. When I started looking at what I was doing as not not just you know art, not just the art aspect of it, but if I if I plan to. Making income, e- e- either part time or you know full time or whatever. If, if I plan to make a a, a significant source of income from my creativity, you have to. You have to start looking at it as your that aspect of your life is entrepreneurship, and you have to follow. You have to follow those the guidelines of being an entrepreneur. You know, you have to add that to the layer of the creative part. Not so much to where you lose that see that's that was all my always my fear. It's to get so deep into the business and entrepreneur aspect of it that you lose the creativity, which can definitely happen. And and um and, and that's that was my all, always my biggest fear to create something um, that I didn't like Actually I did I did that when I was doing weddings And that's why I left Photography and everything for a while You know I, it got to the point Where it was pretty much 90% business And you know you hear people say that Well running a business Is is 90% Whatever and 10% of the Creatives like well that's just part of it Well There are examples out there where people have done it and still maintain their creativity, still maintain the thing that led them to do what it is they do. Um, so anyway, um, so the, the picture that I posted, I forgot the picture that I posted uh, the weekend. Uh, I, I had to go back and look and one of them was, there's, there's like this big, it's like an ocean scene. It's on, actually on the beach in San Diego. And then there's a, a naval ship going leaving the harbor going out into the water. That, that was the picture that I forgot. And I took that with the K-3. Uh, it was a really, really dreary day. Like, overcast. It was just pretty much low contrast. Everything was like bluish gray. So that's why I went with a black and white on that one. Um, because everything was just... It was just low contrast. There wasn't much going on. I took I took a ton of pictures that day. I took um, I took some long exposures. I'm trying to remember if I even if I if I did any film that day that day or on that beach. I don't think I did any film, but yeah, that was my. <laughs> There was it had finished raining, it was storming the beach was pretty much empty, but of course, my kids are hardcore. they were out there in the ocean playing it was freezing um and there was there was one of those rare uh times where we were um in San Diego and it was you know the the conditions for being on the beach w- weren't ideal but you know it 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 takes a lot for us not to <laughs> Not to go about our plans unlike unlike when we were in Florida, it was like hurricane conditions and tornado conditions um so yes, you know, you know it was like thunderstorming um but on on that day uh, when I took that picture it it was it was it just rained it wasn't it wasn't like you know like any sort of um, hurricane or you know or conditions or there was no warnings or Anything like that, it just rained and it was really overcast, but you know, I, I I took some pictures anyway. Um and and the one I posted this morning, I posted one today. Um, it was it was from I wanna say Zion Zion National Park. I took this five day road trip with my sister and it was back in had to be two thousand five, two thousand six. My wife went to Visit her parents in Illinois, and my sister and I took this road trip to like five national parks in Utah, and um, and and that was one of the pictures I took. It was in Zion, and and th- this was my first time, you know, doing something like that. First time even uh, going through Utah, and I had this idea of these parks being like empty and you being able to just like take your time no it wasn't like that we, we we pulled up to zion matter of fact we went to zion arches we went to uh i think it's called can't Ken- canyon lands or ke- yeah canyon lands or something like that uh and there was two other parks oh, let me see arches zion oh what's the other one um i can't remember but Zion was by far the most crowded. I mean, I, I mean, we we could barely even find a parking spot. It was it was absolutely crazy, and I I was like, I wasn't even expecting that. I mean, it was absolutely it, it was crazy, and the parking so the parking lots were full. You know, we we just drove around until we ended up finding somewhere, and then to get to like, I guess the main, like scenics, you took, you take like this shuttle, <laughs> which I was like, it was almost like being in a the theme park. So we took this shuttle Um, to, to like, you, you know, that the top, the top attractions per se, you know, like the, the top scenics. And um. yeah, it, it just wasn't what I expected, but that, the, the, the one I posted was, we had just got off the little shuttle and we walked a little bit and we were try, I was trying to get away from people, you know, so I wouldn't have to like be editing people outside of the, uh, out, you know, e- editing people out of the images. Because a lot of images I took, it just had people all in them. And, this, and I was shooting film, you know what I mean? So the, uh, I was shooting with a ZX-50, a Pentax ZX-50, little 35 millimeter camera. And um, just some cheap film. I'm not even sure what what film I was using. But you can tell those pictures are really, really grainy. And I've actually sold. I I have a version of of that same picture that uh, I did a Photoshop sepia tone to. And I used to sell them at uh, craft shows like a 5x7. And a lot of the pictures that I'm going to be posting are old pictures that that I once edited and sold, you know, like edited to some sort of effect. But these are pretty much the ones you see. The ones I'm posting up now are pretty much um, the pictures straight, you know, straight straight out of the out of the uh, out of the camera. So what I did was this before I was even. Um, Really scanning my own own uh, own film, I had the I had the capability to because actually the scanner that I use now that I sort of rigged up to scan film now is the same one I was using then, but it it didn't isn't it, it was an oh, it's an old Microtech six six eight hundred and it doesn't have like you know like the um, the film slide that you can that you can put in multiple negatives. It was just like, uh, you know, you you put them on a flatbed within a certain little area, which is really a four by six size square that you can scan film and you have to do them one at a time. So what I did was I got the film process and got the cheapest size prints I could get, which was, which were I think either four by six, I can't remember if, if I was able to get smaller than that, but yeah, four by six and what I would do is just place as many as I could on the flatbed and then just scan them. Just go down and scan. So they weren't the highest quality of scans, and uh, and so the only thing I did to them was, um, like the one the one I posted this morning, there was some lint and stuff, you know, that I didn't obviously I didn't I didn't clean the the flatbed good enough, so there was like debris in the picture, you know, like uh, dust and stuff that I, that I got out. And, and then I just kind of, uh, I punched up, actually I, I punched down the, the colors just a tad because they were really, really uh, saturated. So, but I, I wanted to, like the, the previous one I did that I used to sell, you know, I, I, I printed with an Epson, either 1400 or 2000 P printer and uh, printed them on matte board. I mean, not matte board, but matte paper. Because I, I I don't like the glossy look, so I printed on matte and then I would mat them, um, and then you know put them in the the protective sheets, and then and then sell them at craft shows, and did pretty well. And um and the reason why I did the initial one that sepia tone, is um uh, is because they were really really grainy. and and, you know of course grain goes well with black and white and. Um, you know, those, those sort of tone prints, but you know, my, my thing is to just, um, you know, now that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing differently and I, and again, I usually don't like color, but when you know, when i going back and looking at these old pictures, I'm like, no color actually worked for this. So you can see the different tones in the rocks and, and things like that. Um, one, one thing I didn't like initially but I mean that's just how the scene was was that water was like green it was it was like this greenish water and you can sort of see that actually I think I cropped the one I posted this morning I think I sort of cropped it a little more than I normally did but yeah you can see that I shot it in the portrait format I didn't shoot it in the landscape simply because of I wanted to capture I, I had I, I didn't have the best lenses then and I I don't even, I don't even think I had like a A wide, any sort of wide format lens. So I did. I went portrait, so I can get those rocks in there. I wanted to get the, you know, I did the best I could to get the foreground, um, and then just show the height of of those rocks. I I had another one where I, where my my sister was standing just to show that those rocks were like behemoths, Um, and I'm pretty sure that's Zion because that that scene actually looked like another it looks like a place here in Colorado called Hanging Lake it, it sort of reminded me so I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was the entrance into Hanging Lake or Zion but I looked at the file name and, uh, and it had it had something that looked like it was beginning with the word Utah so I was thinking it was Zion um, yeah it's, it's, it's hilarious like you're going through and discovering your own work again you know what I mean like it's like if somebody came across a a, a big bin of negatives or a big bin of uh, photographs. Um, where I work at, we we get like these big bins or these 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 Ziploc bags of prints and negatives and stuff all the time. But I'm I'm doing that with my own pictures. That's going through and discovering them and then really appreciating uh, appreciating them for what they were, what they are. Uh, back then, I was real into editing like i would shoot i would shoot to edit to edit the picture like shoot not really paying attention to everything that i should be in camera because i knew i could change into photoshop and now i'm going the other way even though i I have a lot more tools um that i that you could. i mean it's, it's a lot easier now to edit pictures than it was back then um i mean like like uh There was another picture I posted on the weekend that was in uh, Utah as well, and that one I converted to black and white uh, because it was, you know, it was another really, really grainy picture. And I used, I think I want to say Own One effects, but I went back and forth between Own One and then Silver effects. And one thing I can say about Silver effects, it is a little bit faster seeming. Seem to me is faster than uh, on one, the own one software. But um, to talk about that one. And I think that was I think that was post number eight. I also sold that one and it was an edited version. It was not only edited. I added special special effects to it, like right in the middle between those two. Like like um, cliffs in the distance, I added. Uh, like lightning and people love that because it's from I want to say it's from like either a movie like a movie company production uh moving logo or something but it's like I think it's called Monument Valley I want to say that's what it's called and then it has like a lightning strike right in the middle so that that was the inspiration of the one I used to sell the edited version but this one you know I was like I like the clouds it was uh it was that on that same trip that my, my sister and I took, we were headed to, you know, we left one park, we were headed to another, and it, it started to get cloudy, and um, I, I that we were driving, like that that scene was to our right. And as I was driving, I just looked over and I was like, even though we were we were on a time sort of a time constraint, um, because you know, we were driving and we had like a schedule we wanted to keep. So I pulled over and then I took that picture. Um, and you know, it, it was just kind of like a one of those on a whim thing. I, I I didn't use like a tripod or anything. I just pulled over, put out the camera, and snapped that picture. Um, and it's it was one I always liked. You know what I mean? So, but you know, thinking about thinking of, thinking back now, that was that was one of those trips that. Like, I, I totally forget, I, I forget about it until I see those pictures. It was one of those things where if I could do forever, I would do because, you know, it's just driving, uh, you're taking pictures, you you it's like, you roughing it, you're not. I think we stayed in the hotel like one night, but we slept in the car. <laughs> you know, I, I think I was more up for that than my sister was. She was like, what? I'm sleeping in the car? But it was fun. You know, it was fun. It was really like the last time the the last actually the last and only time I I ever had to to do something like that, um, but that's something my wife and I have been talking about doing a trip like that, just like a road trip like renting an RV, uh, like a, a small like one of those smaller RVs and and doing something like that. Um, so so yeah so I I couldn't remember the picture I I uh, posted but so I just wanted to talk about that. Um, so what else going on? Pretty much the same thing, I'm, you know, I'm on day nine <laughs> of my workout challenge. I'm actually wearing a, uh, right now I'm wearing a compression sock. My wife had these two compression socks from when she had her her uh, her uh, vein surgery. And I'm doing everything to, to avoid it. And I looked online um, and saw like some guys did that in lieu of having, you know, doing any kind of surgery, and I don't think I don't think like the, my workouts are aggravating it. I think it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just something that I I, I kind of ignored for a while, and, but now it's just kind of like getting worse. So, but uh, yeah, man, getting getting old. That's getting old, man. That's that's getting getting up there in age. You got you got to work out differently. You got to do things differently. You know, I can't be doing all these lifting all these heavy weights and all these you know got to do it a little bit differently but uh yeah i'm, I'm uh still on track and uh, you know i know i haven't posted those workouts like i said i was gonna do but i'm gonna i'm gonna get to them i'm gonna post them up um i i checked i tracked the print of my printer the the pixma pro 10 it's somewhere in New Jersey, so it may not get here to like next week. But you know, they just give me time to uh, to still learn more about it. Uh, oh yeah, matter of fact, that that guy that guy named who I was thinking about who does the the printer videos and stuff like that. His name is Jose Gutierrez. I think I was saying Gonzalez, but it's Jose Gutierrez. Uh, he's on on YouTube, and uh, you know he. Seems to have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to inkjet printers. So, so check him out if you are interested in, uh, you know, getting getting one of the, getting the inkjet printer, starting to do your own printer. He actually saves you a lot of time, especially if you want to go third party as far as inks and stuff like that. Um, he seems like a, a wealth of knowledge as far as resources and you know, just save you a little bit of time uh you know he he done a lot of the troubleshooting for you already and um you know taught me some things about it already cuz i i haven't done my own ej printing in in f- forever you know um you know i used to be real into epson printers but i'm just i'm just sort of i don't know you know i may go back to epson but they, they although they they give good quality it's just for some reason it's just it's, it's so it's, it's rare that you would just go to your printer and just be able to just print without troubleshooting clogged heads and stuff like that and, um, and maybe it's different with the newer printers but you know I've always had that problem with Epson printers um, so but anyway I think that's it I think I'm done talking for this episode. It's a, it's a nice wintry spring here in Colorado. Uh, came outside this morning. My, my truck was totally covered in snow. So pretty sure my daughter's softball game is going to be canceled this evening. Uh, the practice was canceled yesterday. So we may end up going to like the batting cages or something. I don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm really used to it. (laughs) I don't even like a, a lot of people just, you know, they watch the weather all the time. I don't, I don't even. I just wake up and wh- whatever the weather is, I start planning my day. I, I don't, I don't try to pre-plan. You know, it's because it's, it's not really. It's pointless to add that. To add that angst to your, to your day. You know, trying to worry about the weather, and if, if it doesn't go your way, then you're upset. You can't, you can't control it, can't change it. I think it's pretty myself. I just hate. You know, driving somewhere. You know when you you have to be there, but other than that, uh, I don't I don't really mind it. I you know of course I don't I don't like blizzards, but I don't know. I'm looking at the trees now, and they're this frosty white. To me, it's beautiful. I wish I could be out shooting some pictures right now. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Straight Talk Uncut. Like I say, like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I try to talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you in the next episode.